0: you'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State Checklist and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. So I'm reading this really profound book. It's called The Three Laws of Performance. And one of the big ideas in this book is that we all have what is called a default future. Every single one of us has a future that we actually fully believe is going to happen and we're actually creating that future now. Essentially in a form of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So this is different from the future that we want to happen or that we hope will happen. Those futures actually aren't going to happen. What is going to happen is the default future that we already fully believe is going to happen. So you may be working in a job that you hate and you know at some future point you're going to get fired or you're going to quit. Or you might be in a terrible relationship that you know is eventually going to end. Or you may be You know and an addiction that you know is going to eventually end your life those are all negatives but we all have a future a default future that we fully expect will happen and that's a different future than the one we actually say we want or hope will happen there's one we it's our default future so in this video i'm going to share with you three principles some of them from the book the three laws of performance i'm going to share with you three principles that if you apply you will immediately change your future so that you're no longer working off of a default future, but you're actually working off of a future that you create yourself so that you're allowing your desired future self, whatever future you want, to absolutely guide your life. And that's where you want to be. You don't want to be living off of a default future because a default future is based on your past. Whereas an imagined and created future comes from whatever life you want and you can create whatever life you want. In fact, what the research shows in psychology, positive psychology is basically, number one, your future self is going to be really different than you think. Just think about yourself right now. Think about where you're at compared to your past self, five or 10 years ago. I guarantee there are aspects of your life right now that you could have never predicted for good and for bad, but you're a different person than you predicted and could have expected five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And the truth is your future self is going to be a lot different than you expect, but they can be even 10 times different than you expect if you start really playing a different game. Now I'm going to jump in and I'm going to actually share my screen and share with you a few quotes. Actually, I'm going to start with this quote right here. This is in the Kindle version of the book. And so the condition required for future-based language. So a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about is creating a new set of language because language is what shapes your her paradigm. If you have no language, then you, you have no filter of the world. That's actually one of the things that Helen Keller said. Once she actually started learning language, she saw the past, the future. She, had, she actually felt like a human. Language is so powerful because it shapes our perception. And our perception is actually what creates our behavior and our our expected future. So here's how you create the conditions for a future-based language. You can't paint a picture on top of a picture on a canvas. You can't write a sentence on a page that is already filled up with writing. You can't create a future where there is already one coming at you. Before, you, before anything is created, there has to be a space of nothingness. The canvas must be empty, the page blank, the future that you, you were living into somehow emptied out. So that's step number one. And I'm going to explain to you part of the three steps is about emptying out that canvas because right now you already have a future coming at you. Everything you're already doing right now is based on the default future you expect for yourself. So every behavior you're doing is toward a future. If you're going to work, it's because you, that's your default future. If you have a negative energy toward that work, it's because you have a default future. Uh, Everything you do, your whole orientation towards your your life is based on the future that is default for you. And so now I'm going to actually talk to you in these three steps about how you change that default. So let me actually first start by actually showing you their model in the book. And then I'm going to walk you through simple steps. So this just comes from a book review, but this is how we live into a default future. And this just comes from someone's book summary of the three laws of performance. Um, This is just a book summary, but this is basically an explanation. So we all have a perceived view of the world. We see the world not as it is, but as we are, as Stephen Covey said. So we all see the world a certain way and our perception of the world or our frame or our frame of reference, our perspective, which is built by past experiences, shapes our actions, and our actions shape our results toward our default future. And this is how you create a default future. I'm going to actually walk you through steps to change that future. But it's just important to realize you have a view of the world that leads to expectations. And, and th- that whatever view you have of the world, whatever lens that you're seeing the world through right now is shaping your actions. That's why if you could have empathy and you could see the world from, from another person's perspective, you would understand where they're coming from. Because everyone's behavior is rational from their own perspective. You have a frame, you have a view of the world, and that view shapes your behavior, which shapes your default future. Now, back to the idea of the empty canvas. If you want to create a different future, you've got to get rid of a lot of your current frame. There's two fundamental ways of doing this. The first one is, and this is one of the things they talk about in the book, is to complete things that are not complete in your life. If there are things from your past that are non-complete, such as maybe an unresolved trauma, maybe a negative relationship, um, anything in your mind that you feel is incomplete... Maybe the forgiveness of someone in order for you to empty that side of the cup. Because you if, you, if you think of the analogy about like the philosopher who's trying to pour knowledge into the student, but their cup is full. And so it's just running over. They're not getting any new knowledge because their cup is already full with their current perspective. One of the reasons the cup is full is because you haven't completed things. And so the first step is actually creating an end of the current feedback loop. Because if there's something that's non-complete from your past, that's part of your projected future. That's part of your default future. If you have unresolved emotions, unresolved trauma, then you're going to still live with an expectation that that's how the future is going to be. It's going to be negative. People are going to hurt and the world's out to get you. And so you've got, to, you've got to actually get that out of you. One of the most powerful tools for doing that is journaling. Journaling is an extremely powerful tool for getting what's inside out. It's kind of like emptying the cup a little bit. But also then doing any form of action that completes the loop. Maybe uh, apologizing to someone or, or openly having a conversation. If you can't actually directly contact the person, at least write it down and share it with other people. This is one way to empty the cup. This is also one way where you when you complete the loop, you stop projecting whatever is part of that loop into your default future. And instead, you place it in the past and you say, that's no longer me. That's no longer my life. My future is very different from that. One of my favorite models for doing this is what Dan Sullivan and I call the gap in the game. The gap in the game is the idea that whatever happened in your past happened for you, not to you. It happened for you and you can turn every experience into a gain. You lose your business because of COVID. How do you turn that into a gain? How do you learn from that? Um, you know, your spouse cheats on you and you, you end up getting a divorce. How can you turn that into a gain? How can you actually learn from that so that your future gets better, not worse? So you can turn any experience into a gain, whether it's a failure, whether it's a challenge, whether it's even a success. How can you turn every experience into a gain? Um, but the first step is completing anything that's non-complete and, and getting it out of you, voicing it, sharing it. Often it's in sharing it that you actually get some form of closure, but you want to reach that form of closure and then just move on and actually acknowledge that that's no longer a part of your default future. The second principle, which is very powerful, is recognizing that 80%, it's it's actually an understanding of the 80-20 rule, that 80% of your current results comes from 20% of what you do, and that 80% of what you do is irrelevant to your future self. And so rather than, you know, keeping most of your life and trying to move your current self forward, you got to realize that most of your current self is irrelevant towards your future self, Uh, most of your current habits, most of your current knowledge Uh, Your current frame of reference, your current perspective. A lot of your current self is actually not who your future self is going to be. And a lot of what you're doing right now, even a lot of the people in your life. I actually love the quote from Dan Sullivan. He said, surround yourself with people that remind you more of your future than your past. So I would argue that 80% of your life right now could not scale to a 10x bigger and better future. 80% of your current knowledge, your perspectives, your relationships, your habits uh how you spend your time and so in order to make space in that cup and empty it so that you can actually fill it with new stuff you want to identify what are the 20% of things that really matter which will go up towards your future self which you know obviously you'll transform them on the way up to becoming your future self but what are the things which do matter which what are the, some of the things what are the crucial things in your life in your situation and relationships, which you're sure will actually move towards a bigger and better future. And then clearly identifying and honestly identifying. Self-honesty is really important here. Honestly identifying what are the 80% of things in your life right now that are actually what would be considered lesser goals. There's a great quote from Robert Brault. He said, we're kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by clear path to lesser goals. So there's a lot of your life, which is maintenance. It's a lot of your life, which is busyness. There's a great quote that says, busyness is not effectiveness. Busyness is actually a distraction from being honest with yourself. It's keeping you from being honest with yourself and clarifying a better future and also emptying that cup. So if you complete loops, which is step number one, and reach levels of closure, you've just emptied a lot of the cup. If you remove the 80% of things that if you're honest with yourself are part of your current self, but are not part of your future self, you've just emptied the cup even more. So this then takes us to back to, the, back to the model. I want to actually show you a new model, and then I'm going to talk to about step number three. So this is the model for what they call the three laws of performance. And by the way, I do recommend this book. It's a bit academic, but it's a really great book. It says our perception, so this is law number one. Our perception shapes our performance. Law number two is that our language actually shapes our perception. And law number three is we can shift perspectives using generative language, which is future-based language transforms how situations occur to people. An interesting and easy way to actually change your perspective is to change your language. One is actually, since you've emptied the cup, now you can actually fill your mind with new knowledge. Actually, how Dan Sullivan and I look at it, we're actually writing a book right now called 10 x is Easier Than 2X, is that to go 10X, you can only keep 20% of your existing self, business, activities, et cetera. And 80% eighty percent of your life has to be filled with newness, newness, new and better perspectives, new and better relationships, new and better ways of thinking and serving. Like what got you here won't get you there. And so you want to have that empty cup so that you can fill it with new, new, new. And you want to be a student always. It doesn't matter how many 10x jumps you've made. It doesn't matter if you're already top of class. If you already have a full cup, then you've stopped. Then your past is bigger than your future. And then you are living a default future. But if you want a, a fresh slate, you gotta, you got to actually acknowledge that your current self is not your future self. Uh, I love Adam Grant, who talks about the joy of being wrong, that you want to actually acknowledge that your current self is very limited in your thinking, very ignorant that your future self will have more knowledge. and so You want to empty that cup and be a student and actually enjoy new learning, new perspectives, uh, a lot of new learning, a lot of deep learning. But also, and now this is step three, using generative language. Usually what they've found in this book, The Three Laws of, uh, of Performance, is that when people are describing anything they're usually describing either the present or the past and they're using descriptive language they're describing things generative language is about descri- is not descriptive it's actually talking about what is going to happen so if you actually clarify your future self clarify where you want to go identify your goals and your dreams and then start talking about those then that's going to change your perception an interesting thing about perception is is it's very similar to story it's very similar to identity your identity is your story about yourself. It's also your perception of yourself. And so if you start using different language, not only are you filling your mind with new stuff because you are a learner, you've emptied your cup and you're filling it with new knowledge and information, but you combine that with actually talking about your future self, talking about where you're going. So rather than saying, this is what I'm doing now, you actually can say, I'm writing a book and this is what I'm going to do, or I'm building a business and this is where we're going to go, or I'm, a, I'm doing this and this. You start painting a picture of the future, whatever future you want, and you start talking about the future you want. You start talking about the future you're going to create. This is generative language and it's, it's language about the future. It's language about what you're going to do, not, what, not describing what is. You're just, you're, you're actually is. You're actually illuminating and clarifying and illustrating where you're going to go and what that actually does in using a different language, because now you're talking about the future, you're talking about what's going to happen, not what is, that 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 language actually reshapes your paradigm. It reshapes your perspective, it reshapes how you see the world. It creates what psychologists call uh, selective attention. It you know, whatever you focus on expands. It changes what you see, it changes how you act. And so if you're changing your paradigm by talking differently and by describing a new reality, well back to the model, your behavior comes from your paradigm. So now you're no longer moving towards a default future. That's coming from your past, but now you've emptied your cup. You're filling it with new knowledge, which is illuminating a new canvas to paint. You're also talking in, in in future based terms about what you're going to do and what you're going to create. And that starts to alter your, your paradigm, which whatever view you have, whatever perspective you have, that's what's shaping your behavior. And that's also what's shaping your expectations. And so now you create this imagined view, which changes how you see things. It changes what you're looking for. It changes the books you read, the knowledge you get. Uh, All of a sudden you, and and you have an empty cup. And so you're filling yourself with new and new and new. And you're engaging in what psychologists would call deliberate practice. And so you're getting better and better and better. You're gaining new skills. Uh, Let me give you an example. You know, it does not matter where you're at in your life. Um, You know, even if you've, you know, gone to college or you've lived a dream or you've you've had a lot of experience, wherever you're at right now, and this, this is back to that model of 10x is easier than 2x, no matter where you're at right now, only the top 20%, the clearest, most critical 20% of your life will scale to a 10x jump in your future if you're willing to do that. Most people would rather just stay their current self and have a default future and not pursue something new. But if you want to make a massive jump, you can only keep the best 20% of your current self, your current thinking, uh, even that, even your current thinking is going to change, but at least, you know, a, a current focus. And 80% has to be completely new and upgraded. New and better perspectives, new and better ideas, new and better relationships, new and better collaborations, new and better uses of your time, new and better skills. And this takes a lot of humility and honesty. Actually, recently I was on the Impact Theory podcast with Tom I was I went and did it like last week. And just to be open and honest. Uh, I think the interview went pretty well, but I can already see fully cow. It actually highlighted to me how much better at speaking I need to get. Uh, and so I'm, it actually pointed to me that I'm ready to actually go and get a speaking coach and actually get really good at it. And so that's part of my 80% new where I'm gonna actually develop new skills and capabilities because at 10X, my future self has is way better at, at dramatizing storytelling, speaking, engaging, um, thinking on the spot. And so that's exciting. I'm not, I'm I'm actually really excited that's turning every experience into a gain. I'm not in the gap about it. I'm actually super in the gain about it. I'm grateful because that experience taught me and showed me what what I what I'm where I'm going to actually get better. Those are the three steps to immediately transforming your future. One is recognizing that you already have a default future that you've already committed to even if you don't know that. Even if you're blind to that fact or are unwilling to admit that fact. It does not matter what you want or hope for. You've already committed in your mind and already expect a future and that future is generally based on the past experiences you've had and stuff like that. And so there's fundamentally two ways to change that. And then I'll talk about the third. Well, there's really three, I guess. But the first one is completing any incomplete loops. uh, Reaching closure about anything in your past so that that stops being a projection into your future so that you can place it from your future into your past so that you can create a blank slate. The second one is an honest assessment about your future self and an 80-20 analysis about 80% of your current self is not going to go up to your 10x future self and just eliminate the 80%. You got to get better and better at isolating the 20% that matters, expanding upon that, and eliminating the 80% that doesn't. Uh, you don't have to eliminate it all at once, but you eliminate it bit by bit. Just recognizing that 80% of the people... And this is what's really interesting, by the way. If you actually listen to the research from Daniel Gilbert, people wildly underpredict who their future self will be. In 10 years from now, you're going to have a different group of friends. Some of your current friends will keep will stick with you, but you're going to probably have different friends. You're going to have different interests. You're going to have different values. You may have different tastes in food and music and in clothing, honestly. What matters to your current self, a lot of it's not going to matter to your future self. And so... If you're gonna just be intentional about this, and if you're gonna be, if you're gonna make a compounded like exponential jump, if you want to be serious about how much transformation you make, which you can, a lot of people are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna stay with two X, and they're gonna keep, they're gonna keep most of their current self, and they're living towards a default future where they're mostly actually just repeating the past. But if you want to clean that up, if you want to actually create an enormously new future that does not look anything like your past then yeah, you got to close the old loops, close the old patterns, reach some levels of closure, which means you got to get it out of you. Because if it's non-spoken, you're as sick as your secrets, as they say in Alcoholics Anonymous. Get out of you, get some piece of closure, let it go, empty that cup, and then look at at the 80% of your life right now that's honestly not at your future self's level and start letting go of some of those things. And what that does is it creates space in your cup for newness, for learning, for being a student, for for committing to new things. Maybe you want to, maybe your future self is really good with money, but you don't have very much money knowledge. And so now because you've removed some of that stuff, you can surround yourself with mentors and teachers who know a lot about money. Maybe you could read a lot of books. This is a lot of that new that allows you to scale up. It changes your paradigm and your paradigm where your perspective, your basically subjective view of the world is what's shaping your behavior. And it's what's creating your future. And so if you fill it with newness, and then if you start, once you've clarified your future self, start using that more future-based language about where you're going, that further shapes your perspective, which further shapes your behavior. It further shapes your identity because your identity is the story you tell about yourself. And so if you're telling a future-based story about your future self, your, your perspective is going to start changing. It's going to start leading to you know new ways of learning things. Maybe you start talking about where you want to go and that leads you to books or to conversations or to people and then that just keeps funneling in new, 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 And um, it creates a new and more beautiful and more imagined future self. So those are the three steps. Clean up the past, end cycles, create closure, Eighty twenty 20 your current self and your future self. See the 20% that can go up to, to your future self and the 80% that honestly wouldn't. Start eliminating those so that you can open up your cup and free some space for new and better information, new and upgraded information, upgraded ideas, upgraded experiences, upgraded people, and or at least more resonant people of your future self. And then start using different language because it's your language that shapes your perspective and it's your perspective that shapes your behavior and it's your behavior that shapes your future. So with new language, future-based language, uh, your created future start, starts shaping your behavior start shaping your identity, start shaping your results. So you can create a wildly different, wildly exciting future. Those are three simple steps to do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one page future self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full future self course and other goodies, such as my Peak State Checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times, and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies, and until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.